0: Welcome to the Leadership Life Podcast. I'm Kelly Bublitz, your reality check, mix in leadership theory and practical application together that fits into our daily actions. Let's dig in. So today I'm going to talk about how we set up our day. This actually came out from my own burnout journey about the actions and habits I was doing in the morning and then just going into the workforce in this high-level leadership position and realizing you can't do it all and i already screwed myself over in the morning and this didn't come out until all my recovery actions and my whole digestive system repaired itself and then i looked at how did i get here how did it get so bad and i realized i never set up my day for success so i started breaking down from my burnout journey what are the things that can actually impact the rest of the day to have a successful day no matter what comes at you. So you're basically building resiliency in the first couple of minutes of your day, the first two hours of your day, and we're gonna go through this uh, in a little more detail. How we're gonna set up our day. What does your current morning look like? What does it look like? I want you to just think about that. What does your current morning look like? This is your life. This is your life we're talking about and not just mine. I'm gonna talk about some things that have affected me, but what does your morning look like? Just think about that. What, what do you do when you first wake up? What do you do next? What do you do in the first 15 minutes of your morning? What do you do right before you leave? All these things can be small changes toward our more impactful morning. And you're probably thinking, like, what do you mean? Okay, so the first one is the snooze button. Are you a snooze button hitter? That's your first excuse of the day. If you hit the snooze, you did not commit to a time that you were going to wake up. And for the people that set their alarm like three snoozes before they actually want to get up, why, why are you tricking yourself right away? You're doing so much damage to your subconscious saying, I set this alarm knowing I wasn't going to get up. That's just, why are you tricking yourself like that? What you're doing when you hit that snooze button is you're telling your brain it's okay to not get up. It's okay to not commit to something. And I know that sounds silly, and trust me, it's 19 degrees outside in the middle of winter when I'm recording this, and I did not want to get out of my warm, toasty bed this morning. But that will be my first excuse of the day, and you're setting yourself up to say, it's okay to not complete things. It's okay to make excuses. And I'll tell you, my leadership coaching excuses are the biggest trip up and hurdle in anyone I've coached. They can make excuses wherever they want, but they never grow in those areas. They never start the thing, they never talk to that difficult person, and they're all excuses. So, don't hit the snooze button, and you commit to something. What's the next thing you do? Most people, it's grab their phone. I see it in my own household, I see it with all the people I coach, they grab their phone. And that automatically puts you in response mode, regardless of what you're looking up. The weather, your emails, social media... The sports news from last night. You're setting your brain up for response mode. And the scary thing with the first 15 minutes that you wake up is you can actually reach your subconscious. The subconscious drives 95% of our actions. So you could do some major overhaul on how you view life, relationships, workload, how, how connected you are with yourself and your soul. And we spend it on our phone in response mode. So the problem with that is you basically just set up your whole day to respond to everyone. You have no agenda. You have no goals for the day. Regardless of what you write down when you get to work, subconsciously, 95% of your actions will always be in response mode now. Just picture that over and over again, seven days a week. You basically made it a habit, right? So now it's going to be even harder for your brain to get out of it. And if you're thinking, wow, I do that and I don't even know how to start, it's okay. Just start with little baby things. Don't pick up your phone. (laughs) That's the simplest way. You don't have to jump right into journaling and meditation and exercise or stretching or yoga. Just don't pick up your phone. I will tell you, when I started doing that, within probably two weeks, my mindset started changing. And within two weeks... I want to do more things because my brain was just more sharp and less of that brain fog, that zombie mode. Because when you're just in response mode all the time, your brain's not seeing progress of things that are meaningful to you. And we're going to get into that later. Your brain's, when it's in response mode, it's not doing things that you actually wanted to do today that it inspires to feel good and prideful at the end of the day. Don't grab your phone. I know it's going to be hard. I even do it sometimes when I know that there's a client workshop coming up and I want to make sure everything is being taken care of and the the last couple days before it happens because these workshops are pretty big, I want to grab my phone and sometimes I do and I will tell you the rest of the day I am off. I want to check my phone more on those days. I want to dig into things that are not priority on my list that day. I'm just scattered. I was never a routine person. I actually dislike routines. I'm kind of like a fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants person. I still found huge impact in these types of habitual morning routines. And so I'm sticking with it. Is it to the T of time? Nope. Some days I will journal in the morning for five minutes, and sometimes I don't really want to journal. So I'll just write down my top three priorities of the day. So have like a energetic type of morning routine, and then have like a I'm a lazy tired type of person today so what's the bare minimum that needs to be done because then you don't feel like you're getting out of your routine and you're still satisfying like the basic needs of it but you're also utilizing when you do have energy and you have that kind of motivation in the morning you can actually capitalize on it and make it even even better day than usual don't hit the snooze button that's your first excuse of the day don't grab your phone you're putting yourself in response mode that's the biggest one i mean i don't even care if you hit the snooze button, as long as you don't pick up your phone. In the leadership coaching that I've done, that has been the biggest impact is these smartphones. They need to disappear sometimes so we can actually creatively and innovatively work and focus and be present. Okay, the the last one in the morning, what does it look like for you? If you commute, if you're not working from home, if you commute, what are you doing on your commute? So this is setting you up for a negative versus positive mindset. and what I used to do is I used to just drink my coffee and listen to music. But then I found some podcasts, which I never listened to podcasts until 2021. I know that sounds crazy, especially because now I'm making podcasts. I found someone that just was super motivating. Then he would recommend some other people so that I would listen to them. And I just had my library set up. So some of the reasons why we don't do habits is it's not set up. So it takes time to you know, get the exercise clothes on or make the smoothie or find a podcast you want to look. And then by that time, you just call it quits and listen to music or don't exercise or don't eat the smoothie. You eat the donut. If you can pre-set yourself up, it's real easy. So my library is full of episodes. Even wait for the shows to pop up. I have a full library. So if I don't feel like a show, I can just go to my library and grab whatever. I just click on whatever's on top. That put me in a positive mindset. I was like jacked up by the time I got to work then. And I feel bad because my commute was about 35 to 40 minutes, depending on traffic. Anyone who had more than a 40 minute podcast, I just didn't listen to. I know you can pause and restart, but I like that complete feeling, you know, where you're like, oof, I completed another episode and you feel good in the beginning of the day. So that's why these podcasts are going to be a little shorter is to address those shorter commute people. And I hope that helps you. When we don't line up our commutes in a positive way, either through podcasts or maybe music that gets you all jacked up, you basically set yourself in a negative mindset. Oh, I hit all these red lights. I'm going to be so late today. I can't believe the kids' shoes took 15 minutes to put on and I ended up screaming at them and now I feel bad and I have mom guilt. You have to use that commute time to reset your mindset. So how many green lights did you hit? I do this in the Transformation Challenge that's on my website. It's free. And basically, we start to shift your mindset into progress and positivity. And what that looks like is, how many green lights did you see? When you get to work, count them up. Don't go through your whole road. Just ask yourself, how many green lights did you hit? And then quick answer. And that is keeping you in the positive mindset of, how many things went right for you today? How many things are positively impacting your commute, your, your beginning of your morning? Because otherwise, we're just focused on, oh, I'm late because I hit three red lights. That's the negative mindset. So stay in the positive with how you set up your commute. Those three things, I will tell you, if you stick with them for like two weeks, will change the game for your mindset, your creativity, your motivation, and your energy. Let's dig into the next one. I know this is a touchy subject. Over-caffeination. In HR, we have a rule, regardless of whatever industry you came in, and I actually te- new, teach new HR people this, is you can mess with policies, but never mess with pay and people's coffee. And they think that's funny, but literally people will almost want to riot when you change the coffee brand, you change from a bulk setup to like a Keurig setup. It is crazy how much People personally take changes to coffee. I know this is going to be a touchy subject for you, but I want you to just hear me out. Trust the process. Overcaffeination is stealing energy from your afternoon. Your adrenal gland, which is this little gland in my body that I never knew anything about until my burnout journey, it basically runs a lot of things like cortisol. And this gives you energy in the morning. It starts winding down in the afternoon and gets you to sleep at night. So when you overcaffeinate, you basically tell this gland to stop working or slow down its natural rhythm. And so when you overcaffeinate in the morning, you actually are stealing energy from the afternoon because now your adrenal gland's just basically shutting off. And that also affects other type of responses through the day and your active listening. So I, in HR, 15 years of HR, I've seen a lot of things and I watch a lot of body language. When I saw people that were over-caffeinated, they don't actively listen. They're just like listening to respond right away. They just want to blurt out like word vomit. Get yourself in a mode in the morning that wants to listen and pause. If you are being over caffeinated, you aren't active listening. You just want to go, go, go. You have so much energy. And then you're also not listening to responses. So you might be in a meeting in the morning and want to just decide things. Instead of, maybe we need to pause and have another meeting. Maybe we need to think about this and meet again next week. You just want to get it done because you're so over-caffeinated. It's kind of like a D-dominant personality in DISC. They're very shoot-by-the-hit type of people. And sometimes that doesn't get along with other people that want to look at data or think about it and reflect. And they also don't want to hear what other people have to say. Again, this is in generalizations, but so does over-caffeination. You can have any of those other personalities on too much caffeine and they do the same thing. He had someone that was having a difficult time with some people and he would shoot by the hip a lot and he was just a energy-filled type of man. Sometimes that would shut people out from meetings, from speaking, and then they would just be completely silent when maybe their idea was the best idea and we'll never know. His responses were kind of abrupt sometimes, and direct. Well, when we got him into a job coach, The coach basically told him, lay off the caffeine. You will be fine. You just need to lay off the caffeine. You are having way too much caffeine. And I will tell you, working in manufacturing and 24-7 operation, the caffeine is flying all the time. So we need to be careful about being over-caffeinated. How else we can set up our day? Let's dig into the next one. Rush and response. I basically call this earthquake tremors. When you rush and you're just kinda like running around from meeting to meeting, and this is often in procrastinators because they're last minute, or maybe you just are having one of those days where you're late to everything. There's earthquake tremors that come from that. You might think, oh, I made it to this meeting finally. Woo, I'm glad I made it on time. When you rush in that type of response mode of, going meeting to meeting to meeting, or you're not prepared, there's a couple things that happen, and the reason why they're earthquake tremors is they don't happen immediately, they happen later. You basically see the after effects in post-event time than in real time. Well, One of them is scattered thoughts. When you go from meeting to meeting to meeting and you're rushing around, you have scattered thoughts, which means you're less creative, you might be more closed-minded, and later you might regret it. When I had busy meeting days or people in my office one after another and then I had to go to meetings, I later regretted maybe something I said in a meeting or how close-minded I was from listening to people in the meeting because I was just done with people coming to my office already and then I go into this meeting and I'm already in this negative mindset of I can't listen to another person right now. That Russian response has effects that are going to tremor later. The other thing is people are watching you if you're a leader. Regardless of what you think, whatever imposter syndrome you have, people are watching you. They will follow the leader. And I saw this actually in my first organization that he was kind of out for himself and number one, uno type of personality. As long as he was taken care of, then he was fine. And People followed suit and it was an extremely dysfunctional organization. Everyone was out for their their own selves. There's not a lot of team building type of activities. There's not team building within meetings. And it was a very separated organization. When people see your behaviors, they might copy it. It also can turn into procrastination. If they see that you're running around, running around, and then you're not prepared in meetings, They might not be prepared in meetings, and that's how procrastination can now become a habit. It's actually called learn procrastination, where if you see other people not prepared and you were usually the prepared person, well, if they can do it, why am I busting my butt to get everything ready when no one else has to do it, right? So it's allowing almost that poor performance, and you're not holding them accountable, you're you're not holding yourself accountable, and so it's a learn procrastination. The other thing that happens when you're in that like rush response mode is memory loss. So you might forget the past buyers that ask you questions and requests. You might be viewed as unreliable because, hey, you told me when I saw you in the kitchen when you were grabbing your coffee before the meeting that you would get me this form and you never followed up with me and now i'm rushing now i have the pain because you didn't follow through on the action that you said important when you're in those rush modes it happens right especially as leaders people are coming at you from all different directions i want you to say hey i'm headed into a meeting can you pop by my office later or can you shoot me an email so i remember and you're basically saying like i'm not going to remember this so send me a reminder and then i can get to it When your brain has too many inputs coming in, like you're already thinking of that meeting, it is not remembering anything. Now, are some people good at it? Yes. But again, that's how we burn out. I I was having cognitive failure because my brain couldn't sort out all these inputs anymore. So if you think you're sharp right now, I will tell you it is not sustainable. When you have too many inputs coming in, the brain eventually needs to trash things out. It's similar to that movie Inside Out, that kid's movie. And at the end of the night, they have to like trash out memories or put it into um, core memories and they kind of like sort out all the thoughts so you can reset. It's similar to that. The brain only can handle so much in its memory inputs and transactions. When you can start sorting that out actively in your behaviors and actions, it will aid in those pass by questions. Try to control the Russian response type of mode because it, it doesn't aid in you. It causes a more hectic day, and it doesn't aid in people who are coming at you with requests. The next one to set up your day is end-of-day pride. We go in the morning, and we go, 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 especially if you are a working parent. uh, It's a little more intense because you're not only focusing on work, but you're focusing on the kids and what they're doing at school, and maybe you got a call from the school. So it's a little more hectic and uh, a little more of a juggle, right? When we take a small portion of white space at the end of the day, we can gain some pride and progress to prove to our brain we had a productive day and we're sorting it out, but we don't do that. We kind of send out as many emails as we can at the end of the day, finish up as much to do, we're spillover from the fires, and then we head home and continue, continue the chaos. If you have been chasing your butt since the moment you hit snooze in the morning, There's little celebration usually after your shift, and this leads to burnout because you're not proving your brain any kind of progress that it needs to say, I had a good day, I had a productive day, I made an impact today. If you're already feeling it, I want you to head over to my other podcast here. It's called Burnout Prevention Mentor, and I have some healthy actions and habits for those already in the burnout mode. When are you taking time during the day to reflect on your day? What went well? What went wrong? What do you want to do different? Otherwise, you end up in this burnout zombie mode, and it starts moving you away from energy. And again, it doesn't happen overnight, but it will happen if you aren't seeing progress in your life, because the brain needs progress to maintain energy. And we're going to get to that in later episodes. The last thing is, I want to talk about the compass North Star benefits. Everyone knows what a compass North Star is, right? But but when you back up and look at both of those, it's a sense of direction. It's a sense that no matter where I am in the wild, I have a sense of direction. I have hope. I have what comes next. I have a resource. So then you only spend your energy on surprises. What we do when we don't set up our day and know what we're doing is we're just in that response mode and we're spending all our energy in just responses instead of just surprises. We're basically using all our energy into something we could have had set up in the beginning of the day. In manufacturing, it's a world of problems. So if I would have set up my day a little bit better in the morning, I would have been focused on those and been able to address the surprises as they come in instead of just addressing everything. If you're going to address everything and every priority and every task you have to do today and the surprises all at once, that is energy draining. Why are you doing that to yourself? Why are you causing chaos? The chaos isn't coming to you. You're causing the chaos because you have no sense of direction. Regardless of the environment, you can find your way if you set it up. If I walk into my office and I just take five minutes to say, what am I going to do today? What meetings do I have? And what do I need to prepare for them? What am I doing to work towards my priorities? And who is someone I need to get back to today? Then all I have to focus on, all the energy, the chaos, is the, the surprises that come in. The, the couple firefight situations that might happen that day. And so that's where I spend my energy is in the small amount of chaos instead of the whole day is chaos. The other thing that the compass and the north star does is it brings more confidence, right? When you are lost when you have a compass or a north star, it kind of brings that confidence through hope. It that I am going at least somewhere. I'm not just wandering aimlessly throughout the woods. So it brings more confidence. If you set up your day around your priorities and your vision and your passion you can make more confident decisions that I'm, I'm going in the right direction. Regardless of what fires are here today, I'm moving toward a direction. North is north, right? But we don't have that compass or north star often in our days. And that's where alignment and priorities come into play. The last thing about compass and north star benefits is you wouldn't enter the unknown safari or woods without some kind of prep. So how are you prepping yourself? I want you to think of your work day, like some kind of adventure hike. And what do you prep yourself to get ready for that? We just like to do things that we like to do sometimes. And that doesn't really aid in a productive day. That doesn't really aid in passion and energy. And the problem I have with that and with leaders is people are watching you. People are following you. They're mimicking every move you make show up late to work all scattered and disorganized, guess who's going to follow suit? And then you're going to have to deal with the problems later. If you're going to hit the snooze and check your email right away and start emailing your team at 6 o'clock in the morning before work even starts at 8 o'clock, guess who's going to have a horrible work-life balance and be slightly de-energized by the time they even get into work? Your team, because they're going to be expected to answer emails at 6 in the morning, whether you requested it or not. People want to impress their boss. They're going to do what is important to them. This is most apparent, I think, in PTO or vacation time. When bosses don't take time off and actually sign off, either at night or on that PTO vacation, none of your employees are going to do it because they're going to have this assumption that they also had to work through PTO vacation and at night. Now, if it's emergency situations, certainly. But most cases are not emergency situations. And the problem I have with work-life balance is they can preach it all they want, but if they don't practice it, it means nothing. So the big question is, how do you set up your day? So I want to talk about the morning habits that inspire better day for me. And feel free to grab what you think would be helpful for you. But I really only have a few. Thinking, where do I even start with this? I want you to just try these few things. One. Don't hit the snooze. It's the first excuse of your day, don't hit the snooze. Second is drink water. Before you even have that cup of coffee, chug a a glass of water. It's gonna aid in brain activity, performance of the organs, and increase a good mood. So drink the water and then you can have your cup of coffee if you need it. Set up the day. So if you don't know what you're doing today, you need to write down at least three goals. That prevents you from driving all day in response mode. If you're going to drive your whole day based on your current calendar or the people that come in your office, that's response mode. So write three goals that you want to do today that you want to work on. Get off your phone. If you grab your phone in the first 15 minutes of your day, that is damaging your energy. It's damaging how your brain responds throughout the day. And it's setting you up in a negative mindset. So get off your phone. Uh, If you cannot check your phone until like right before you leave for work or at work, um, that is the best. Basically, the more you can get off your phone, the better. When you check your phone in the first 15 minutes of your day, you're just basically putting that brain state in a sense of distraction, stress, and that horrible mindset off the phone. The next one is I still have not done this fully, but at least I stretch in the morning, is exercise and movement. Morning movement aids in cortisol production, which gives you energy. It also helps with circulation to core organs, digestion, and good morning hormones, right? Good good mood. So if you can exercise in the morning, hop on that. Otherwise, if you're like me, where you're kind of like a blah morning person, I just stretch. I just get blood flowing by stretching. I don't even do yoga yet. I just stretch and get that body just loosened up and circulated. And then basically you're set up. So the next 24 hours, your body has a rhythm it follows and you are aiding in that. Leave in the power of the body and it will bring you amazing days. It seems silly that these are morning habits that are well known, especially by the holistic community that kind of supports the 24 hour rhythm. And yet we don't do it. So know when your mind is tricking you into the unhealthy habits and which ones are aiding in a more productive outcome and then stick with them. If Give yourself that end of day pride and say, hey, you know, I had a great day because I did this this morning and I did that this morning. I didn't hit the snooze this morning. Make sure you give yourself those little wins because that's how it's going to be sustainable. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit the follow button so you don't miss out on what we all have to sort out yet. Share this podcast with others to bring leaders clarity in this crazy, fast-paced world we live in today. Make an impact, lead from within, and you can't go wrong.